0: hey guys and uh, welcome back to the amateur take uh, this week we are going to do an episode on mental health and we have with us Meghna Rana here who who's done who's finished her bachelor's in applied psychology and is cu- currently pursuing her master's in clinical psychology uh, hey Meghna how are you doing today
1: hi Sripad I'm good how are you
0: all good, all good. Uh, is this your first time on a first time on a podcast?
1: Yes, it is. Oh,
0: are you excited about the experience? <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. So, uh, so first of all, uh, would, would you mind telling our uh, listeners what made you get into uh, psychology and mental health as a as a whole? Uh,
1: I mean, I've always been the kid who was, you know, interested in listening more than speaking and observing people and psychology or or, you know behavior of the people and the way they think has always intrigued me and i feel more than physical injuries mental injuries cause people more hurt and harm so i wanted i wanted to be a part of healing people yeah that's why
0: that's that's legit an amazing way of uh, thinking about it that's and talking about how you said that you know the M- mental injuries harm people more than physical injuries can you tell me in what ways can you know mental health issues be compared right. to like physical injuries say a fracture or like any any physical injury as a whole like how can they be compared in any way are, th- are their effects somewhat similar
1: mm, i would say first of all uh, unlike physical injuries not everybody is able to diagnose their own uh, you know mental injuries example if somebody has depression not everybody with depression would be able to tell if they have depression unlike if somebody has a fracture they will directly go to a hospital because the the sudden pain is a lot but in a mental injury or a disorder there's a lot of suppressed and you know subconscious uh, this thing uh, behavior or the effects of it that's why people do not come to know. Hence, the, the add-up or the bottled-up pain is a lot, which they don't realize in that moment.
2: Okay. So uh, what you're saying is, like, at least from my understanding, uh, they mm-hmm. compare it in a way that, like, say, if you have a physical injury, say a fracture in your arm or something, and you continue playing, it it's getting worse. But normally that doesn't happen because the moment we have some pain in our arm, we just know. But with mental yeah. injury... We can't identify them ourselves. Hmm. We, it keeps getting worse and worse and worse throughout the time. And yeah. uh, like, I'd also like to blame a little bit of our of our schooling and like how the culture, especially in our Indian mm. household, that uh, we just don't know that there's there exists something as yeah, depression. Exactly. Depression is pagal pun. Like you think you go to mm-hmm. a mental mm-hmm. depression. So yeah. we just don't think like.
1: This is that- Plus, I think there's not a lot of uh, you know, eve If, for example, let's take American schools. There are psychologists sitting in every school who are like proper psychologists, unlike how some of Indian schools have these weird counselors. So, if you, if a child or a student is facing somebody, something, he would go to that psychologist. Like, if you just got a fracture, you will go to hospital. And hence, if, you know, you uh, like, like, it's like, you get the solution immediately. And right. in case of a mental disorder, you don't get the, you know, treatment immediately. So it's,
2: oh, yes. yeah. That makes sense. I it especially from my, from my experience, uh, the counsellor is also serving as a part-time vice principal of the school exactly. and whatnot. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is no specify this thing. So uh, you, you spoke about something very interesting, which is like, you know, finding out, you know, that like, when it comes to medical injuries, mm-hmm. you're not feeling well, or you're hurting somewhere. Mm-hmm. So but like, even when it comes to mental state, it's very, it's very tough to draw that line. right? So mm-hmm. everyone feels a little bit low sometimes. And mm-hmm. Like, you know, they think that at least they're depressed. So how do you know that, okay, at this point of time, you require, is there something that we can find out ourselves? that, okay, now I need medical help, uh, mental help with a professional.
1: These days, uh, especially in India, we can see that a lot of disorders are increasing. Right? So, people tend to, you know, like mistake normal feelings of sadness and stuff like that with disorders, which is understandable because I think it's also because... um, the knowledge which is being shared is not right. People think that depression, for example, is feeling sad. Which, which it isn't. Because sad, everybody feels sad. But if the, for example, there is marked changes in your personality from what it was before. Or you're not able to cope with the sadness. Or, you know, like you're uh, withdrawing from the day-to-day activities because of it. Or you're having for example excessive anxiety and or, or if it's just prolonged you know norm, a, po- a person normally won't feel sad for very long but if you're feeling sad for prolonged periods of time or frequently then it's something that you should go and you know ask for a psychologist oh
2: okay okay that makes yeah. sense like you you just spoke like i'd like to go in the order of like you know, seriousness mm-hmm. of so uh, you spoke about anxiety, right? Yeah. Uh, what What is exactly anxiety, and like, how do we know we have it? And mm-hmm. like, how how is there any way we can overcome it?
1: Uh, of course, uh, I think everybody can tell if they have anxiety, because it's something. It's not very hidden. It has both physical and mental symptoms. For example, people tend to. Let's take uh, going on a stage. A lot of us feel, you know, anxious before going on a stage. We would start sweating or, you know, start trembling or something like that. But that that's normal. But if you ha- you've been having this over and over again for years together, then that is anxiety disorder. <clears throat> oh, okay. okay. And uh, if these symptoms, for example, restlessness and... Uh, you know, uh, trembling, sleeplessness. And if you're, it could either be sleeplessness or you're sleeping for very long periods of time. Oh, these things, yeah. Uh, this is also there in depression. Some people, they don't tend to sleep, and some they sleep for, you know, for example, they're sleeping till two o'clock in the morning. Right.
2: right. Yeah.
1: So if these things are intense and excessive and persistent, then it's an anxiety disorder not just anxiety
2: okay so uh like I have like a slight question of it right? mm-hmm. so so say imagine now at, at this moment I have some presentation at my work and it's super super important and I, mm-hmm. I have like I have to work for seven days straight and then uh, at mm-hmm. the end of the one week period I have the, this thing so and I constantly feel the symptoms whatever I are selling selling mm-hmm. and for a week and after that I'm somewhat fine. Would you still say they, that person is suffering with anxiety or is it it was just associated with that particular meeting and then like because i'm pretty sure people go through this be it projects or exams or whatever will this still be called anxiety or is it just like associated with that and it's nothing
1: to... it depends for example if at every presentation you're feeling anxious every time with the, the same kind of intensity then yes, it could be an anxiety disorder. But then also, anxiety disorders are also of various types. For example, this could be a specific anxiety disorder where particularly while giving a presentation, you feel this way. Okay? Okay. But there are people who would feel anxious about everything they're trying to do. Not just presentations. If they're going to face somebody or... You know if they're thinking about something too much they would start so anything which is persen- per- persistent and excessive and intense would count as anxiety okay okay is there any
2: way we can you know like even even though you understand that that you have is is, med, is going to a mental health professional the only way to hmm. uh, cope with it or is there any other way like you know i don't know breathing or yeah like,
1: sure. of course you can it's if if you think you believe that you can treat it yourself there are ways you can uh, you can of course if in that moment you need to treat it and if you're going through it for a symptoms you can breathing helps a lot it helps you break that thought pattern if you start focusing on your breathing you stop thinking about the thoughts you're thinking about so it helps yes
2: oh, so that, in that way wouldn't meditation help as well
1: or no meditation yes in the long run helps but if you like if you want to get rid of the feelings of anxiety in that moment then uh, you know breathing helps
2: okay okay okay, mm-hmm. okay so now, now that we spoke about anxiety let's talk about like you know one of the largest concerns like now that we, even though like we know that anxiety is a very prevalent um, mm-hmm. issue everyone's dealing with it like it, it normally isn't like you know fatal in nature mm-hmm. but uh depression is a, is a disorder which is which is highly fatal in nature yeah. if not uh, dealt with so let's mm-hmm. come to depression like okay. and uh how, how would you explain depression to someone who doesn't know uh, like what it means?
1: I feel, uh, I mean, definitions describe it as <clears throat> feelings of sadness and loss of interest and uh, <clears throat> loss of interest in activities that, you know, usually you were interested in before. And mm-hmm. the sadness, you know, it kind of starts starts hampering your everyday life activities for example you start losing interest in everything so the the blueness you're feeling is hampering your everyday life so yeah that otherwise usually sadness would you know it would be there and it'll go okay but this stays for longer
2: Oh, wow. like and it also like a uh, like it's like i, I think like when you stop enjoying what you're doing like it ruins your everything. Yeah. Like, you, yeah, so yeah exactly mm-hmm. okay. okay so and like say uh when you're dealing with it like of course mm-hmm. i i don't it's such a it's such a serious issue uh mm-hmm. i don't think like it's something you can think okay now i can deal with it myself it's best to consult mm-hmm. a professional but say now you uh understand that someone you know is uh is going through is going through this, mm-hmm. and like, uh, and you're close enough for them to tell you. Mm-hmm. So how how do you how do you help them through it? Is there anything that we can do, or uh, is it this is best to leave it to the mental <laughs> professional they're dealing with, or no, is there course, anything we can do to aid
1: them? Of course, it's not best to leave it to themselves, but uh, one should also be very careful when they're helping somebody with, for example, depression, because it could cause harm to you also. Right? right, because you don't realize a lot of things happen very subconsciously and you get carried away and end up hurting yourself in the pro, in the you know process. So, while you're helping somebody, you should keep your emotions in check as well and you know, keep yourself in control, right? But oh, the- this, is, this is
2: something like very new that I've heard, like, I've never. Sorry. Sorry, go on, go on.
1: No, no, no. What were you saying?
2: No, so, like, oh, as you said that there, there are chances that, like, uh, it's not like we say, like, when you deal with something wrong, mm-hmm. like it might hurt them. Like this is for the first time, I'm hearing anyone tell that there's, there is there chances that you can hurt yourself as well if
1: you're yeah. trying to help others. Let's person. just see, uh, for example, if for example somebody lost a parent, right? And uh, right. I, as a friend, I'm going to console them. Okay. He or she has gone through a trauma, right? And maybe me trying to help him or me trying to listen to her trauma might be my trauma, you know? Okay. okay.
2: okay.
1: So that's how it could, you know, it could be your trauma. So it could, you should keep yourself in this thing. You shouldn't get carried away.
2: Right, right.
1: Yeah. But is uh, there anything else
2: apart from this? Like how we can help them?
1: Yeah, main uh, thing is that you should support them. It because right. you cannot you cannot fix it for them, but you can help them in, you know, for example, uh, you can encourage them to stick with their treatment or the psychologist they're going to. And you should be willing to listen. No. Because sometimes with people with depression, the main issue is that people do not understand them, right? So, just listening to them and being there for them solves a lot of, you know, helps a lot. There's this uh, quote I was reading about, I think it's in the Bible or something, I don't know. Uh, It says, weep with those who weep. So if you've seen like uh, the, I don't know what they call it, when somebody dies and you go to visit their family, a lot of people. Oh yeah. Funeral, right. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, people who are not even very closely related, they cry with the family, right? Because it helps them express their pain so you you're just supposed to be there for them and you know let them express their suppressed emotions then you can uh, you can give them positive reinforcement you can tell them about the things they're good at you know for example if a person is good at painting and but he but he's losing interest in it because of depression you can remind them that how good he or she paints or you can Offer them assistance because uh, people with depression they lo- they they just they've lost so much interest that they're not able to do regular things. For example, an assignment at college or school. So you can gi- give your a hand. You can if it's a very small assignment and he's still not able to do it. You can tell them that maybe I'll help you find the material or something like that. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. You. So you can. You can help them create a low stress environment. There are are a lot of things like that you can do. But one should not ever give an advice because you don't stand at the place to give an advice. Because a lot of people give advices and they give the wrong advice. (laughs) So one should always (laughs) avoid.
2: Yeah, it does more harm than good. Yeah okay so i read somewhere like I, i'm not gonna lie not read it anywhere i had saw it i saw it in the reader, right so mm-hmm. uh, so it, it basically said that the one of the worst things that you can uh, say to a person suffering from mental health disorder is mm-hmm. say something stupid like just don't be sad man so so is there is there any validity to that is that true is that totally
1: yes true? yes that's what i'm saying that one should not give this is also like giving an advice because We don't know. Maybe somebody does consider themselves, you know, wise enough to give an advice. But nobody knows, right? And this is not a wise thing to say. You don't know what he's going through. And this will only cause more harm. Because if if there was a choice of not being sad, of course he won't be sad. Right,
2: right. Right? And, uh, like you were talking about like you know, depression, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned trauma, right? So, and like, from what I've heard, like, uh, trauma is like, trauma can be like a trigger to, you know, quite a few mental uh, mm-hmm. mental disorders, like it leads to that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how, do, how would you define like mental trauma? Like for a couple of years ago, I didn't even know there was something called as mental trauma. I just thought trauma was falling from a tree or something. Mm-hmm. So, I'm pretty sure like, there are uh, a few more people who, who don't understand what really trauma means. How would you define trauma?
1: Uh, I think mental trauma is like a, a response to an event that a person faced and is now with him, you know? Okay. So that's how it uh, gets triggered. For example, when you were a kid, uh, your parents locked you in a bathroom when when you know you did something wrong or something like that or maybe you scored less in a test or would close you in the bathroom okay so that now for example if somebody closes you in a bathroom is traumatic to you or is highly stressful to you so that's it's like a trigger that triggers the memory oh. of your childhood okay
2: okay Okay, so uh, so like it's like uh, I'm going a little off topic, like mm-hmm. but like a lot of people are scared, afraid of the dark. Would You say that's also a part of the trauma, like you saying something would have mm-hmm. happened, like in films when you're a kid or something. Or would that be considered trauma? <clears throat> being scared of the dark.
1: Uh, I don't think being scared of the dark is a trauma unless unless somebody faced a specific uh traumatic event, uh related to darkness or. know something like that for example a lot of people are scared of the dark but haven't specifically uh, witnessed a traumatic event in their childhood related to it
2: Okay. Okay. yeah
1: Yeah. so it could or could not be
2: uh, anything can be like a trigger for trauma right it doesn't have to be something like something serious or anything it's just depends Mm. on the person how it affects our individual
1: yeah i mean a stressful event could be small or big according to you for example uh let's say swings could be traumatic to somebody because they fell off one during their childhood or whatever
2: right right
1: and and somebody might just laugh oh, well. at it and say ki swings ek ondarta right yeah yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay so that's, that's so okay so um most of our listeners like i want to get into this topic like most of our listeners are young adults who have just mm-hmm. just you know feared college and have started mm-hmm. working or have gone through uh what would you say are, like you know basically people okay say say, someone's very fat or like okay i can't say that anymore like someone's very bulky nowadays, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, and like when you are very, 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 very heavy or bulky, like you are susceptible to, like you know, dis- diseases like diabetes and all. Mm-hmm. so. Yeah. As young adults, what are you know? What are the highest chances of fa- which which mental disorders? As young adults, are we the you know highest chances of facing? have the highest There are a lot of
1: disorders you could you know pick up if you're uh, bulky. For example. Mm, you could you could also get depression because uh it it actually just depends on the person's experience while he was for example you know here he had gained how the people or the environment responded to him if a person was teased a lot as he was it um uh, he could he could be depressed but a lot of people get eating disorders also for example girls so weight and in that process they get anorexia nervosa for example they stop eating
2: like bulimia as well
1: yes there yes. are a lot of disorders it depends on what approach your mind wants to take one right, could just right. feel sad and others get, for example, anorexia or bulum- bul- bulimia.
2: Right, right.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, so yeah, since uh, most of our listeners are, you know, just coming out of college or starting their master's and just start, start, or they just started working, what are the common uh, mental health issues which are faced by young adults Like we would be like in that category? Mm-hmm. Right? So what are the common lessons mm-hmm. that we can watch
1: out for? According to the stats, depression is number one. Okay, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> and I think uh, second is a collection of anxiety di- disorders which hold a lot of anxiety disorders like phobias, right, um, right. PTSD, and uh, okay. OCD, these are some uh, right, right. anxiety disorders, and then comes eating disorders. Which I also just okay. talked about, which was anorexia nervosa and bulimia, okay. and okay. Uh, one more I think is uh a d h d even though this is a little okay. rare in young adults, okay. but okay. but it still holds fourth fifth position exactly.
2: okay like i i had no idea you spoke about phobias. I thought phobias were just you know like exactly like getting scared of the drug. this is just something natural they're there. Like
1: they indicate anxiety
2: as well,
1: anxiety and mental health issues. Like yes. phobias like of whatever, like dogs you... or cats. I'm not really sure what the phobias are. Because, uh, Yes, yeah. phobias are a disorder because when you get scared or you fear something, fear mm-hmm. is like the, the outcome of fear is anxiety. Because You start sweating, you start trembling. Okay. So That is anxiety.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, so talking about anxiety, like this part, you can it will only and only if you're comfortable being being that way in India we can talk about okay, like uh, in foreign, uh, in, like in especially Canada and I think now even USA where it's prescription prescriptionally it's allowed. Uh, would you say some someone with anxiety products products with uh, you know CBD oil, kind canna- of cannabis? If I if I may say cannabis helps, would you say that helps for someone because? Uh, like I don't know, it's it's heavily prescribed outside of India, right? So if I'm not yeah. talking, does that actually
1: help. I I did read an article, but I don't know if 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 it included cannabis. But I think psychedelic drugs are being used for a treatment right. of a depression. I did like read DM- an article. Yes. yes. I,
2: yeah. Even I have heard of that. Like, if I'm not wrong, uh, like I I read it something from, from something like I don't know why I was researching about this, but like mm-hmm. I read I read somewhere that uh, even people who are on the deathbeds, right? Like people mm-hmm. who are like suffering from like a later end of like cancer mm-hmm. and all. Like, if you if if apparently there are guides like psychedelic guides nowadays, which guide you through the you know the experience and the trip. So apparently when you if you go mm-hmm. through that, like, this is mm-hmm. something that we have read, like, actually, studies have been, mm-hmm. a lot of studies been made. People, actually, if you guide them well through the trip, right,
1: mm-hmm. they
2: somewhat accept their faith, like, and they lose that, you know, that, okay, I'm leaving my family mm-hmm. behind and all that. So, so I, I don't know, like, is that possible, being a psychologist, like, you, you'll have a better grasp on this? Is that possible with I psychedelics, like, you know?
1: I, I don't know. I think I need to research more about it. Because right. I don't know, I've not tried psychedelic drugs, so I don't know how one feels when, you know. Uh, from what I've read and what I've heard, uh, people okay. feel at calm when they do like these, and okay. they kind of open up a door into your subconscious and gives you more clarity.
2: Right,
1: so, right, right. So people with anxiety are always in a lot of chaotic state of mind. So right. when somebody is in a chaotic state of mind and if a drug is giving them clarity and calm, so it's, it, yeah. they, I think it makes them feel practical because uh, people feel when they, uh, you know, there are a lot of things that go through th- that people go through in their life, right? They, they make a lot of mistakes. There are, there are a lot of guilt people have. And people feel that once you get rid of the guilt and the regret, you feel at okay. peace, right? Yes. So I think this is a way of making them, like the psychologists help them to make them feel at peace. That, may, that they try to make them realize that the guilt they have has been, you know, is no longer there or whatever. Yes through hallucinations they try to help them that way i think
2: right so if, if like if there's something like this like i'm, I'm pretty sure they, they mm-hmm. will have some sort of like a negative distinction mm-hmm. like, especially like if you ask me i think they should not be classed in the same category as you know cocaine and meth and stuff like so these are mm-hmm. like a different kind of drugs right although they have like a negative side to them a little bit mm-hmm. at least, uh, like they also have like a positive uh, Mm-hmm. I'm not like, make making legal or anything like at mm-hmm. least more research on on something
1: like this. Yes, of so, course, if there's uh, like research, there's proper research that they're helpful, then I think there's no harm. I think the only harm right. that I feel is there to drugs like these is addiction. Right? Right, right People get addicted to these drugs. So if one can learn to cure the addiction, so I think, and if they're helpful, then I think there's no harm. Or at least they should, uh, if not be legalized for open use, they should be at least legalized for medical use.
2: Medical use, right. Mm. And like talking about uh, like addiction, right? Mm. These are like from like I've only like even I've never done So only based on like from what I've heard and, mm. and from like, you know, what I've read based on that. Uh, Mm-hmm. People explain these as like a you know very heavy experience. Like it's like mm-hmm. a very mentally tiring trip as a whole. So once mm-hmm. you're done with you, mm-hmm. when you're done with this idea, right, people are like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm I'm done. With it. Like instead mm-hmm. uh, instead of it like being like you know, cocaine and method people are like okay, no, where, where is more, I want to do this. You know, one more time. So it's so I guess I don't know. Like actually, like as you said, like research has to be done to you know there okay. is no clear. Clear surety to this that they are addictive or not. So mm-hmm. you know, start start with the same basic rats and then work up to rabbits and then monkeys.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so yeah. that,
2: that would help. Oh, okay. so, right. Right. So uh, okay. Like so, before we this thing, like six for my and like uh, my last question would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, similar to, you know, like, again, we've been comparing it to, uh, you know, physical, med- medical, physical injury. So, mm-hmm. like, the only reason I'm doing it again and again, so that people realize how these are, they're just as serious as physical mm-hmm. injury, uh, maybe even more, because they, yeah. uh, they make you hollow in some ways. So, mm-hmm. so, my question would be, like, in some, in some cases, like, say, you know, we'll go back to fracture part itself So, mm-hmm. if you say, do something which you know there is a risk that you might get uh, fracture or something so you 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 consume more calcium and then you make sure your bones are stronger as such well. so mm-hmm. are there any any ways anything that we can do as habits to you know, make sure mm-hmm. that we, we just steer, steer clear of this or even if we are we are you know mm-hmm. like because of our habits we, we mm-hmm. don't do as much as you would without you know these habits so are there mm-hmm. any we can pick up
1: you know uh Lately, I've been feeling that, uh, you know, uh, I think everybody's parents in the childhood, they're like, um, you know, you should wake up on time, sleep on time, have your meals on time, exercise. These things actually help a lot in keeping you mentally fit. Because not sleeping on time has a lot of issues. And, you know, because the body clock thing actually works very well. So, one should keep, you know, one should exercise because it, you know, releases endorphins and serotonin. So, that one should do. One should not have an unhealthy lifestyle in general because this will affect your mental health also. Then, one should uh, get fresh air. One shouldn't always, you know, lay locked up in a room for hours together. And then one should, you know, practice self-care. You know, if you, you should tend to your emotions. You should, you know, love yourself. And you should not, a lot of people ignore themselves. A lot of people, you know, they, I think, then call it not being self-aware. They just don't pay any attention to themselves. So one should practice self-care and self-love. Then, um. one should also spend time with people who you think, you know, whose company you like. Because a lot of people, because of peer pressure or whatever, or for, you know, feeling cool or whatever, they tend to spend time with people who are actually not good for them, who are hampering their growth and who are causing them harm. So it's better you spend time with people... Whose company you like, or is healthier for you? Mm-hmm. And then pursuing yeah. a hobby is very important. It, okay. You know, like what's that Hindi saying? Uh it's called Shaitan. No, khali dimag Shaitan ka something hota yeah.
2: hai. <laughs> uh, If you want to go in India, idle mind is devil's workshop.
1: Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, a hobby is good. <laughs> then um. Uh, One should manage stress. A lot lot of people say that uh, you know that uh, you know you you should not just say that you know get rid of the stress or because people say that you know it's very difficult to get rid of, but it's actually not. It's just it's just how you manage it. You know, for example, for example, uh, people have stress before exams, but people who don't manage it well are the ones who have it, right? People who have not been studying for for example, let's say they just started studying yesterday, last night, and the exam is tomorrow. Of course, they'll feel stress. So if they started studying for example, a week or two weeks before, they would have not been feeling so stressed. <laughs> right.
2: right?
1: And then a lot of other things like one should identify, or, you know, what do you call that? Uh, one should introspect. That's very important. Because it tells you what your strengths and weaknesses and what your boundaries are. So knowing yourself is very important. And then um, you should also practice gratitude. You should be kind to people. I think just practicing to be a good person in general helps you a lot. It helps your mental health a lot. Right. Right. Yeah. And then uh, I think uh, if you're, for example, feeling overwhelmed because of something, it it's good that you ask for help or go, you know, express yourself to a friend or whoever you like. Because expression is important. Because uh, depression and anxiety are uh, disorders which stem from suppression of emotions. So yes, that.
2: that's like oh, that's quite very informative. Mm-hmm. I think people will, will be glad to you know practice these. But I, I think like only like I'm, the only thing like I think very mm-hmm. less chances of you know practicing is the fact that you know being a good person as a whole because nowadays mm-hmm. like I, I, I think you're doing masters directly right. Once yeah, you get yeah. into you corporate, you'll understand you have to you know split a lot yeah. of time yeah. and you know, so it doesn't think, actually let you out.
1: But I think it's always a choice that you have. There's always a choice. You can always stand your foot and not take bad choices.
2: Right, right.
1: Yeah. I think more, if more and more people start taking their stand, of course the the practice will get reduced. Get reduced. But I guess it's not that simple. I understand. No. Yeah.
2: Like the people, everyone's after
1: money yeah. and
2: fame and
1: after Yeah. The,
2: the Okay, so yeah, one like another thing that just came to my mind that I wanted to discuss. Mm-hmm. So, uh, would you advise, like, say, say now some person is feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm doing all right in life. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything seriously wrong. Nothing's been bothering me that much. Mm-hmm. But, uh, would would should they still, like, you know, periodically schedule a, a, an appointment with a psychologist? To, you know, just mm-hmm. is that something discuss?
1: I uh, think I advise that. Uh, there's this recent. Uh, like fact that I came to know of is that, that even psychologists have psychologists and not because they're going through a rough patch or have a mental disorder. It's because right. day-to-day life can also be stressful. For example, you right. had a fight with your friend or you, right. you broke up with your boyfriend. Those right. things also need to be expressed and who is better than having a professional helper for you? It would be better than having a friend, right? So yeah, it's it. will be great if one is going to a psychologist for day-to-day life issues.
2: Mm-hmm, right. I, I think that fact also comes in. Like you, you spoke about, you know, while uh, while like helping your friends with mental health depression, if, like. Hearing to the here, listening to their stories and how they're mm-hmm. feeling, right? It might yeah. cause you trauma as well. I think mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that might also be a reason. They keep hearing, listening to so many different yeah. stories and people who are troubled by, you know, yeah. Yes, yes. yes. So, this is a great episode, I guess. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like to discuss? Anything? Uh, yeah, I
1: don't think so. I think you've covered everything up very well,
2: yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, guys. So this is it. Like this was our episode, and it was quite informative. And uh,
0: and if possible,
2: we'd love to have you back on the show in case we do another episode on mental health. so Okay, guys. Guys, this was it for this uh, this week. We'll see you uh, again next week with a different topic. Thank you so much.